0: Welcome to the Metabolic Coach Podcast, where it's all about exploring a new way of losing weight, one thought at a time. And I'm your host, gynecologist and a certified life and weight coach, Dr. Rashmi Pawar. Hi, my friend. And today's episode is going to be all about me talking about stages of intermittent fasting. (laughs) I don't know exactly how to talk about these stages which I'm going to talk about. They're not really stages of weight loss and they're not really stages of intermittent fasting but they are stages of what your mind goes through when you are trying to lose weight using intermittent fasting. Okay so first of all uh, I want you to be very clear about intermittent fasting intermittent fasting is not long fasting right it's like you're fasting but intermittently so normally we fast every time we go to bed right like in the night time you're not eating anything you're not waking up in the middle of night to eat something well i have done that in the past <laughs> i've done it on multiple occasions so i do know that there are some of us who would probably do that it's just like you suddenly wake up with so much hunger and then you go to your fridge and eat something and come back and sleep i'm not talking about that like most of the times we don't do that and we are sleeping in the night and that's the time when we are not eating or drinking and we are fasting right that's what we do normally and we eat throughout the day and then we fast in the night so With intermittent fasting, what we do is we just extend this nightly fast, right? You can either do it like there are a variety of intermittent fastings, right? Like some people would have a breakfast and lunch and then they will skip dinner and then the night fast, the sleep fast. Some people would have lunch and dinner and then they will skip the morning breakfast and extend the morning fast. So... That's something which I would recommend, like have two meals closer to each other instead of having like two meals over some time. But, you know, I am someone who does intermittent fasting depending on what shift I am in. So if I am going to work for a night shift, I would have a breakfast and an early dinner. If I'm working in a day shift, I would have an early lunch and a late dinner, depending on whatever time I get. So I still manage to lose weight with this sort of protocol. So you would know a lot of people who would like try to do these sort of things, wherein you know, they are having the strict protocol so that their body figures out a way to lose weight, right? Like that would be ideal but especially for shift workers it sometimes is not available but I still don't want you to give an excuse because I will see so many people at work who will come and ask me how to eat you know I mean they will tell me these are the reasons why I cannot do intermittent fasting at work because I come for a night shift and all. I'm like hey I come for a night shift with you too and I've been doing this for last three years so you don't get to give an excuse so what's your excuse tell me let's dig in deeper so then I work Uh, on their mindset around why they're not doing it because it's just their brain trying to not let them do it anyway so let's come back to the stages of weight loss around intermittent fasting so what happens is the first thing like first suppose if you have started to do it right if you have started to do the intermittent fasting and whatever it is that you have decided like you would either skip a breakfast or you skip dinner. Whatever you do, it will be a bit hard in the beginning. Like, it is not something which is going to be comfortable. But as you do it, like one day, two day, three day, four days, five days, it just gets like relatable and you actually start doing it. Then you actually start finding joy in like fasting. So, initially, when you are trying to do this work, I would want you to focus on something like avoid snacking, if that's something which you do. So, instead of having two meals a day, have three meals a day, which is basically breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and don't snack in between. Then, depending on your schedule, if you manage to do that for two weeks, then you go into two meals a day. And then you focus on just those two meals and plan for every day. Every day, okay? This is the planning thing doesn't end. It actually makes your life easier. In the beginning, your brain would be like really, really reluctant, like hell and no way. Like, trust me, I have coached so many people and still their mind is so resistant to the idea of planning. And mine is too. Sometimes I don't like to plan. And that happens. But I know it. Like I have built that muscle so much of planning and eating as planned that I can go back to it even when, you know, for a few days I don't plan. And then I get back to it and I start planning again. I lose the weight. And it just becomes so automatic and easy. So the thing is you have to remember to plan. That is the most important thing. Okay, so if the first stage would be like, you know, you somehow figure out no snacking. The next stage would be like, you somehow figure out two meals a day. Okay, now what will happen is, like our brain really gets pretty, like quickly it will adapt to no snacking. It just just does because it still has these three meals a day, right? Like you can rely on these three meals and the the, the good enough frequency to go and feel better. And yeah, this is also very important. You need to know that we eat to feel better most of the times in today's day and age. Like we don't smoke. If you are someone who's smoking or drinking, you have that outlet. But if you're not doing that, if you're not smoking or drinking, you're eating to feel better. So that's like your soft toy that you really hug every night, right? Like it's something like that. So, so your first stage is going to be wherein you know you are actually not snacking, and you get adapted to something like that very easily. You figure out some strategies to not snack, as in you can have water, you can have coffee with full fat cream, you can have tea, you can have prone broth, whatever. Like you've, you've done your research and and some people just are pretty okay with no snacking because they're busy at work or something or even if you're at home. and um, Unless that is on your mind, you can get very easily distracted and busy with your life. The next stage comes is when you transition to two meals a day. Like what happens is, initially you were having breakfast, lunch, dinner, then slowly you transition to a brunch and dinner because having a late lunch and an early breakfast sometimes can be very uncomfortable because when you are actually trying to eat in those two meals, what we try to do is like we try to overcompensate and try to eat a lot in these two meals because... That's something which I did. And that's something so many of my clients do. They will plan so much food in these two meals. And that's because their brain is trying to protect them again. Because it thinks that if it doesn't eat, it will die. You will die. That's that's how our brains are programmed. So we will plan so much food in these two meals that it's so uncomfortable to have them. Anyway, we still continue doing that, right? Like we still continue planning and eating as planned. And I I kid you not, this is not something which is, I don't want you to understand, I don't want you to think that this is ever going to end. This is something which is going to form a new habit, which you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's like brushing your teeth. It has to be that automatic. You have to remember to do it every morning. So... If you planned brunch and then dinner, the next stage is going to be like, you're going to suddenly develop these cravings to eat sweets. Like you probably wasn't, you were not someone who used to eat sweets, right? And, or maybe you were, but this this is a very common theme I've seen with my clients and it's happened to me too, that, I let go of my tea and coffee with sugar and during those two meals I craved for so much flour and sugar and, and in the beginning I would not ever recommend you guys to go off flour and sugar because it's an extreme thing, it's very restrictive and you guys don't have the tools to handle the urges. Like you can go cold turkey and start planning no flour, no sugar, but you need to know how to manage your mind when you actually have foods which are flour and sugar or if you're like feeling really exhausted doing this. So I generally recommend my clients to plan liberally as if you have a magic lamp every morning (laughs) who will grant you two or three meals a day. Now you get to decide every morning what you want to eat. You know, as if like you can eat whatever you want to eat and now you tell me what would you like to eat. So you have to like go take full care of your future self and eat what she or he would like to eat. That's what I encourage. Now, if you want to have flour and sugar, plan for that. If you want to have fried food, chips, plan for that. Don't eat it emotionally and unintentionally. Plan for it. And once you plan for it, try to eat it, right? So, suppose you have planned all the chips and pastas and the, all of that. In the moment, there are only th- three things which will happen. You would either eat that or you won't eat that or, and eat something healthy or you, would won't, you won't eat that and eat something else which is unhealthy. Either way, there are lessons to be learned in all three things. Because your end goal is not weight loss. Your end goal is plan and eat as planned. Okay. So the second stage is going to be, and yeah, weight loss is going to be byproduct, by the way, and good health and all of this is going to be a byproduct. But what you are achieving, the most important thing is you are actually achieving that relationship with yourself wherein you actually do something which you want to do. (laughs) And that's like a beautiful and the most sacred thing that you can do for yourself. That's self-care, my friend. So the second stage is when you actually start to eat a lot of sweets (laughs) because the cravings increase a lot because suddenly you removed all your teas and coffees, which used to have a sugar. And now your brain is like, okay, now I'm going to have these two meals and you suddenly feel entitled and you would want to eat a lot of junk food in these two meals because And there are a lot of feelings which will fuel you to do that. But this is the time when you will go into plateau. Your weight won't drop. And you would get acne and a lot of side effects of the things that you're eating. Because obviously all the junk food, the sugary food is all inflammatory. You will get sick. Because it produces that kind of inflammation at a cellular level. So... When you get to that stage where you really can't control yourself, like you're having two meals a day and like so many of my clients will ask me, like I'm actually having two meals a day. I'm planning and eating as planned, but I'm still not losing the weight. And that's when I tell them, okay, now is the time that you need to remove the flour and sugar very gently. Like plan for it, but plan a little bit less or, you know, a better version of it. So suppose if you're like having... Um, desserts, right? Um, if you're planning to have desserts every day, I would like you to plan for something which is a healthier dessert. And something again comes up in this is that. Most of the times, if we plan and we eat as planned, we don't do the unemotional things. Like there's too much awareness which has built up. So this does not happen to people who are planning and eating as planned. This specifically, the sugar cravings increase for people who are not planning, right? So when your cravings increase at any stage in weight loss, recognize that you're not planning. There is no awareness of what's happening and then get back to the planning because Every day is a chance for you to restart, to reset. And along with that, being kind to yourself, being forgiving to yourself that, hey, I had something like a lot of flour and sugar because of whatever things, but now I get to decide to not have it. Like one meal at a time. One meal which you had healthy. Like the accomplishment that you feel will compound eventually and that becomes you, that integrates with you, that accomplishment of having healthy food and that accomplishment of having that ability to take care of yourself integrates in you and your your brain doesn't forget it and your brain keeps remembering it for the rest of your life and that's what I want for you. So the second stage is, again, when your cravings have increased. That's the time I need you to focus on planning and eating as planned. Now, when you're planning, you can plan for desserts, but I want you to explore. That's where your brain would have to do a little bit of exploration about what are the healthier desserts that you can go to. Like, it might still have flour and sugar, but it might still have sugar or it might still be sweet so what are the options that you can go for which your brain might actually be okay with because it doesn't matter what Aishwarya Rai is eating or what some health guru or some influencer you're following what she's eating it's the only thing that matters is what you are eating what you crave for what what suits you And that's the time you can go into the curious energy. You can go on YouTube, Instagram, wherever, or you can just explore some of my old feeds. And you can see the options that I put up. You can go in my Instagram feed wherein I I have this uh, highlight section wherein I document my fuel food, the foods that I eat, which really, which I love. I love over time and time. I keep recycling my meal plans and I keep on putting the things that served me. And they gave me so much joy and pleasure. Like, I don't really want you to seek joy and pleasure from food, but really there is that pleasure that you can get from fuel food, which is healthy and which took care of you in that moment when you were not feeling good. So when you tighten your protocol in this stage two, wherein you're eat, having so many cravings, and then you transition into someone who plans and eat as planned and start... Planning for foods which are like slightly healthier, and transition slowly to no flour, no sugar. That's when the weight loss will start happening. And then you will go into stage three, when you are actually having two meals a day, like clockwork. You, snacking is like not even an option; like it's it's a thing of a past. You hydrate in between meals. You have like you have your coffees or whatever you want to have, and you are dialed in. That's when you are in your stage three. Now, in stage three, you have reached your goal, goal weight, and you have already, you're, you're there. You know how you reached there. But in this stage, what happens is you actually start to get a bit worried because you know it was so uncomfortable for you to get here. And you are worried that what if you slip? What if you fall off the wagon? What if you don't do what you did all this while? Uh, you start eating the way you ate and you gain your weight back. So there will be this constant fear which will be there. And there will be times when you actually eat out of plan, you not plan and all of those things will happen. But there's only one thing which will rescue you in this stage. And that is checking your weight daily. I encourage my clients to check their weight every day, no matter what, because that is the only constant factor which will show you where you're going. If you can manage your mind around removing your thoughts around your weight, and just check your weight every day the way as if like, you know, you're checking a pulse or blood pressure. Like you don't make it mean, right? Like if your blood pressure is high that, you know, oh my God, I'm such a bad person. No, it's just a number. Weighing scale is just a number. So you will reach this third stage wherein you actually reach your goal weight, but there is that fear of gaining all the weight back. And then there will be fourth stage in, we, in which you actually start gaining a little weight again. And you are aware of that, but because you're planning and eating as planned and you're checking your weight and you're like assessing yourself every time when, you know, you are eating something unplanned and, you know, something unplanned happens, you catch yourself. You become aware. There is a lot of awareness that you generated in stage one where you are not snacking. Stage two when you are having two meals but you are having cravings. Stage three when you actually reach your goal. And stage four when you regained a little bit of weight. And then stage five will come wherein you actually lose your weight again. And then you stay there. And then sometimes you will eat out of plan. And you will be okay when... The weight goes up a little bit and then you will recognize yourself that, oh, okay, I see. I'm having a shitty day and probably my brain just reached out to food because it has eaten to to feel better for so many years. But now I'm better. I can go back to my routine of planning and eating as planned. All the healthy foods that I always loved, I can go back to it anytime I want. So these are the five stages, my friend. Once you reach stage five, wherein you know that it's okay, that these are the reasons why you gain weight, why you ate something which was not healthy. And these are the reasons why you lose weight. And sometimes you will feel bad and you will seek for food. But that intensity will reduce. Trust me on that. Because you have to trust your brain. You know how our brain is like, plastic, it molds, it changes with the way we teach it. The things we focus our attention on, our brain latches onto it and then it grows there. So once I want you guys to Allow yourself this opportunity of going through these stages. Stage 1 of no snacking. Stage 2 of two meals a day where you will have cravings. Stage 3 wherein the cravings would reduce, you would lose the weight, but then you're scared that you're going to gain it back. Stage 4 when you actually lose, you gain some weight back. And stage 5 is you lose that weight again and you know exactly how you gain weight and you lose weight and you're not scared to gain some weight. Because you know how you're eating, you know yourself too much. And then you stay there in stage five for the rest of your life. And the only thing which will keep you in stage five at your goal weight without the, without, of course, you're going to have cravings, but (laughs) at the goal weight for the rest of your life, eating a healthy meal, there are only two things. Number one is checking your weight every day. And number two is planning and eating as planned. Now, planning and eating as planned is an incomplete description of that tool because there is also a third part, which is assessing. So go to my website, follow the link in bio, go to my website, download that worksheet that I have, which teaches you how, to, how you can like plan every morning and then write down the things that you ate yesterday and assess whether there is something which you could have like... If something you did good, something you did bad, something which you can change, um, like you could do it differently. So this is very, very important work, my friend. This is this is what is going to keep you healthy and keep your life, like something like COVID, away from you, because you're not no longer consuming the unhealthy foods. You are noticing your emotions you're processing them. And maybe I will talk about processing emotions some other time. But if you want to get started, really, this is something which is like something they should have taught us in school, my friend. Anyway, they didn't teach us all this. Now I'm teaching you this. Listen to me. Absorb the information. Apply it. All right? And... Let me know what you think about it. Reach out to me. Follow me on Instagram. I'm the Metabolic PCOS Coach, and DM me what you think about these five stages. All right, my friends. Talk to you next time. Bye bye. If you found this information helpful, please subscribe and give a review so that this podcast can reach more women with PCOS who have been told to lose weight to normalize their condition. Have a good day.